Are you good at guessing what people want? This year, stop guessing and give them what they want. From burgers to video games to ripped jeans. They pick their gift from some of their favorite brands with a choice gift card from giftcards.com. It's genius. Glenn Fittick's Riches 25 campaign aims to challenge the historically unitary and largely misinterpreted vision of wealth and what it means to live a life of riches that is commonly displayed in culture. Riches 25 breaks from the single malt scotch whiskey norm and helps redefine what it means to be rich. The launch of the Glenn Fittick Riches 25 is a curation of 25 individuals that challenge traditional notions of wealth and express an alternate idea of what it means to live a life of riches. For me, it's about fulfilling work and flexibility in my time and nobody breathing down my neck except for you, Jen. And when there's too much breathing, I reach for my Glenfiddich 23. I want it to be old enough to have its own scotch if it wants to. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenfiddich 2021, imported by William Grant & Sons, Inc., New York, New York. Today on the Zabecast, when you're a beaten down cowboy fan, the glass is always half empty. And when you're my buddy, Cowboy Mike, you knock that glass over in disgust. A special double guest edition today. Cowboy Mike and the notorious J.A.Y. will talk Serena, NFL Week 1, Paulina Gretzky's Instagram, and more. All that plus we find the missing G in Gennady Golovkin. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go! Thursday, September 13th, 2018. Thank you for downloading. Tomorrow morning, God willing, technology willing, travel willing, Savecast Premium Friday drops at 6 a.m. Football five ways. I say technology willing because here's what I have decided to do. I did not want to record You Are Looking Live on Wednesday at 2 in the afternoon. thought it was too, too close. Now, like I said, I'm going out for the fight, courtesy of HBO, and so what was I going to do? I said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to get the rest of the episode ready to go, and I'm going to wait to do You Are Looking Live Thursday night after my show finishes, which will be 4 o'clock in Vegas. I'll have plenty of time to do that one last segment. As a bonus, Scott Lynn, who is traveling with me as part of the Team 980 Station Dispatch, said he would be... Delighted to do a special podcast, You Are Looking Live, with me in my hotel room, or his hotel room, or someone's, on Thursday night. Now, I know what you people are saying out there. Finally! I've been telling you, Zabe, you got to have your boys, Scott and Solly, with you on You Are Looking Live. Listen, I have them locally. I've told you why I don't want to step on their toes, and I think there's a decent separation, that a decent case for separation to go, look... They're doing their own thing on the side. I'm doing my own thing on the side. I don't really think we should mix. It's also, it's just impossible for us to be together uh, in the in the D.C. area. We live too far apart, and our schedules are such that it's just not convenient. But because the schedules are convenient, because Scott will be with me in Vegas, and it'll give us an extra day to see a little bit more about, well, Aaron Rodgers is the big one, still hanging out there. We know uh, from Wednesday's news that... <laughs> Josh Allen will start for the Buffalo Bills. There's no way they could have rolled Peterman back out there. That would have been, <laughs> no, especially at home. I mean, the, the Bills fans would have rioted with the first incomplete pass from uh, good old Nathan Peterman. So we know that. Uh, we know some other things. Uh, Wentz is not going to play this week as well. 
The big one is Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to see about that. He was working with the rehabbing players on the side as of Wednesday in practice. So you are looking live. will be dropped into the whole mix. Got a good show this Friday. I hope you give it a shot. Download, subscribe. No, there's no commitment. It's literally one month at a time. And you know what? You don't like it? Get out. Get out. You don't have to pay five bucks. I think you'll like it. I think you'll find it worth your Lincoln per week. Go to Zabe.com slash premium to subscribe. Zabe.com slash premium. Download our app that is absolutely free no matter what. I've got reports of the app glitching. And I'm forwarding to our guy to forwarding them to my guy, Chris Broussard, who is the marketing and tech genius behind these efforts. And he is being very good and very thorough with people to go, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. There's a lot of technical stuff that goes on with the app and settings in the app where it's like do you want to download the episodes? And if so, it'll download them seamlessly at like 6 a.m. so they're on your phone. How many episodes do you want to keep? Because this guy was saying it was pausing every time I you know, went into the subway, and it's probably because he didn't download. So anyway, uh, Eddie Prince emailed to say, I'll be brief, Zabe. The sound quality yesterday in the beginning was a little tinny but acceptable. The sound with Drew was great and what we usually hear. Thanks for another great show. I also say F that guy to the guy who put your link to the free episodes on Twitter. What a prick. Also, he says, Bob and Brian episodes on premium. Man, they are robust. Yes, I agree. I, I listened to I listened to that, and I, I think they, you know, Bob and Brian are on an FM station in Milwaukee, and they, they must wash all their audio through all kinds of processors and sweeteners, low-end boosters. And it just sounds super clean. I'd like for my podcast to sound that good. Probably need to invest in more soundproofing for my office here. Still some exposed walls. A little bit harsh echoing. Maybe buy a preamp or two. Maybe get a processor. I don't know. It's not bad, though, as I heard the difference. The microphone I used was that one I just ordered, the Shure MV5. Nah, piece of shit. Going back. In fact, it's already back. It's already back to Amazon. Goodbye. So I'll record... The I'll record Sunday night in Vegas before getting on the plane and get that episode out to you for Monday morning. It'll be kind of bare bones because I won't have my studio with me, but still, it'll be an episode. And it will not be the best mic quality because, well, it just is not going to be. All right, so this is interesting. I have always felt that when I call my buddy Cowboy Mike to talk about his Cowboys, and you know what they say about friends and enemies. Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. I've always loved Mike as a Cowboy fan, even though I'm a Redskin fan. You're supposed to hate Cowboy fans, but he is a reasonable but passionate Cowboy fan. He's crazy passionate. And so when I talk to him on the phone about his Cowboys, I get really good intel as a Redskin fan. And just it's good intel for my show about the team and what he likes, what he doesn't like, and the backstory and this, that, the other. And so I would have these calls with Mike and I'm like, God, I really should get him on the show to do these calls, like the broadcast show. That was years ago. And then I started, to do, started doing this podcast, and I thought I always wanted him to do these recaps. But the thing is, when I tell Mike, okay, I'm going to record you in an interview for a podcast, like everybody, there's a natural tendency to just sort of kind of you know, peel back just a bit, shrink up just a little bit, get a little bit more timid. So I called him up today, and I hit record. And I talk to him like I normally talk to him, and I'm recording, and I'm like, <laughs> and after I was done, I was going to put it on this podcast, 
and then tell everybody on the podcast, okay, because I know a number of guys know Mike, and it would have gotten back to him. They would have texted him, hey, Mike, nice episode on the podcast today. And he'd be like, what? What's going on? And I was going to say, you better not tell him. And I was going to see how long it could be a secret that I'm using his calls to me as podcast fodder. But then I said, nah, you know what? I don't know if he wants this. I don't know how he'd feel. I don't know how worried he is about, you know, is his job going to get mad about this? And there's nothing in the podcast that would be remotely offensive. Although it's getting harder and harder these days to know what is, right? So I then, I you know, just snipped up the ends of the uh, conversation, emailed it to him, and I said, hey, I taped you. Because you're funny as shit. And so... Here, can I use this, please? Pretty please? If no, no big deal. But please? And he said, yeah. So without further ado, here was my post-game conversation with Cowboy Mike about his cows losing. Cows lose. Cows lose. As good old Randy Galloway used to say uh, to the opening day game against the Panthers on the road. Cowboys, cowboys, what you gonna do? Exactly. So now that the requisite cooling off period has expired. Can I get the Cowboy Mike assessment of week one loss to Carolina? Yeah, I'm, you know, Garrett and Linehan need to be fired. Not today, yesterday. These guys are bums. They have no imagination. They do nothing. And everything of this, well, we didn't have Frederick. What can you do? Yeah, you know, and we've been hearing that for years. What did they say last year when Atlanta tore you guys apart? Tyron Smith. We lost our left tackle. He's an all-pro. What are we going to do? <laughs> you give up eight sacks. Every, every team in the league does that. You lose your left tackle. Yeah, except the Eagles who win a Super Bowl. <laughs> except them. Well, to be fair, the um, Eagles only went like 12 weeks without their Pro Bowl left tackle. You know, just a short span of 12 weeks. Yeah, we would have given up 120 sacks. In 12 weeks without talent. <laughs> well, you know, are you so still are you still on the DAC train, though? No, no. Okay. And, and first of were all, you, were you play, on the DAC play, train play, at some play. point? Well, I have to be. What else are you going to do, right? Well, I know. Um, but, I mean, he had a bad game. And he, he you know, he's he's played for two years and a game. I'm not kidding. He had, you know, his first 24 games were good. His last nine have been horrible. Bad. So, so, you know, I'm starting to believe that the last nine represent the real deck as opposed to the first year and a half. Right. Because even last year, before that Atlanta game, he was good. He not not okay. He was good. And I think he's got PTSD from that game. <laughs> um, Diagnosable PTSD? Yeah, he has not been the same. And, oh, he was awful. Oh, but the coaches are awful. They're running in on first down into nine-man fronts. It's stupid. Yeah. You know, they got this guy, Tavon Austin, and I realize he might be a bum and not be able to play. But he's like 150 pounds, and he's super fast. Right. And they run him on four-yard curls. Yeah, you know not I mean? good. Not Just good. fucking run him deep. That's why you got him. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, and and if you don't throw it to him, maybe he'll just keep a safety from stacking the box or get a pi. You know, it's easy to draw oh, pis oh, in this league. Yeah, that's true. Should uh, be easy at least. Well, you got to you know, definitely true. I mean, gotta, they gave him the ball. 
sorry. You know, the, they, I think he had zero catches, um, but they gave, they handed him off the ball on that stupid end around play that they Jet stole sweep. from somebody. Yeah. Nine years ago that everyone has moved on from. And, uh, you know, they give it, he's 150 pounds. They give him the ball right next to the center on a day when our interior line could not slow down, you know, the middle defensive line of the Panthers. Yeah. It was just dumb coaching. And it's so, and I'm not a coach, but come on guys. If you got a fast guy, give him a fast route to run at least, at least once or twice. Don't give him a four yard curl. That's what Witten did. How'd you like, how'd you like Jerry for once turning down a media avail after the game? He apparently, uh, ducked out of the locker room without without talking. I yeah. love that for two reasons. Well, yeah, two reasons. One, I didn't have to hear him with his stammering idiocy. Yeah, you know, uh, I got total confidence exactly. in uh, Zeke and uh, Dak and uh, Jason. And the, and the second reason, even better, is that he's miserable. That you know, that's the that's the, <laughs> that's the know, surest he, sign that the yes. misery has finally washed up on the shores of his Johnny yes. Walker blue billionaire lifestyle. And Jerry's misery brings me joy. <laughs> the only so, bit of joy amidst yes. uh, a rough start to the season. So I didn't, you know, I didn't expect them to win. Obviously, I thought there was a chance they could win. Defense played well. Um, you know, offense was terrible, uh, and so question is, okay, you know, I don't know, is is Carolina's defense any good? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. So we just gotta see if that offense can get out. But, and then, and then, of course, we are we are one week into the season, and Randy Gregory apparently is maybe yeah, I, about to go back into the program I'm or hearing, something like that. Yeah, I'm hearing mixed review, uh, like reports on that. That it yeah. might just be made up, or his career might be over. Uh, I don't, and I don't know which one it is. And, and, you, I, you know, and as a Cowboy fan, aren't you like, well, this is how I'm going to have to live with this particular player, right on yep. the knife's edge of he's in the game and awesome, or his career's over. It, yeah, and I mean to be honest, he's not. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, it's not true. like you're going to miss him. You know, it's like me not dating. I don't know. Insert gorgeous, you know, supermodel. I don't. I've never can't miss. A, can't miss what you never had. You can't miss exactly. what you never thought you would ever have. Basically, exactly. So you know, I don't really know that I miss him All on right. the field. Hey, but, uh, uh, when when the Cowboys come to play us, the Redskins, I've already got an invite for a suite ticket. Are you planning on going to that game? Do you ever go to the local Hooplehead game when your boys are in town? I. I haven't gone since the nineties. Why don't we make that? No, 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 two thousand. I went in two thousand and. Uh, if I can the, get uh, us overtime if, game. If Detroit. I can get us free tickets, which by the way, I can, because did you see where we're gonna lose our sellout streak on Sunday? <laughs> did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, first fifty-one years, Mikey. Fifty-one years, first non-sellout, says the Redskins. We all know, like like in Deadwood, the great title for that uh, episode late in the series, "A Lie Agreed Upon." Yes, <laughs> yeah, 
the, the, the season ticket list has been a lie agreed upon with this team and this franchise for a long time. So now that's been finally dropped. But here's the thing. With, with, his, with tickets easily gettable, I could get us four Redskin Cowboy tickets every year somewhere, and you and Janice and me and maybe Rhodes could go as a cutesy two Redskin, two Cowboy, four-pack of, hey, let's go see the game. Huh? Think about it. Just think about it. Don't have to commit. It's a late October game. I think it's October 22nd or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It could be a – you know what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll think about it. You're like, yeah, I'll think about it. I mean, the price would have to be zero. Of course. I'll I'll throw in in $9 beers. Oh, boy, you can really pound them. And that's an expensive beer at FedEx Field. No. Think about yeah. it. That's all I'm saying. Think, about, think about, it. about it. Think about I'm it. just saying, I'm just not warning you, but I'm just sharing my honest opinion. <laughs> if the price is like a dollar for 50 yard line seats, I'm not going. That's too steep for you. It, yeah, it's too much. That That's the tipping point. It's a, <laughs> It has to start at zero, including parking, by the way. <laughs> well, of course, parking is it's the whole ballgame. I mean, that's, that's what I pay Jerry. So I'm not going to pay Dan more than I pay Jerry. And Wait, that's zero. How do you pay zero for parking at Jerry World? I get an Uber or I park at a restaurant that gives free parking and I walk. Is there free parking at restaurants outside of Jerry World? Yeah. How far yeah, outside? Yeah, for a couple of years, like three years in a row. It's, it's actually a really cool place. It's like a little dive bar, greasy spoon, sports bar. And it's like a mile from the stadium. Uh, no far, you know, no far, maybe a little farther than that, but not a bad walk, you know, right. 12 minute walk or something. Are, free you, parking. are you going back there to stand on Texas dirt outside the stadium again this year? Jacksonville game, October Ooh. 14th. And you will not set foot inside Jerry's palace. No, no nope. stand outside not, and tailgate tailgate with the face. <laughs> well, not while he's still breathing. Okay. What if I got you free tickets inside the stadium, inside Jerry World? Then would you go? I would have to be carried uh, <laughs> in a palaquin by, uh, you know, supermodels. What's a palaquin? Isn't that like from feudal Japan where the lords would like sit on a mattress and like the guys would lift it up <laughs> like the slaves would hoist it on their shoulders? I, I'm going to look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like pronouncing it wrong, but I think it's Alcorn. How about them Cowboys? All right, let's hope Mike will be with us every week to break down his Cowboys win, lose, or tie. Now for our regularly scheduled guest, the notorious J-A-Y. I pick it up mid-sentence because I forgot to hit record on time. Take it away, Jay. Because they are already making arrangements to be there. Really? Already oh, making yes. arrangements to be in the Super Bowl. Oh, it's Atlanta, by the way. Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. At the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Joe Flacco looks great. The defense is like 2,000. It's disgusting. Yeah, and if you just play uh, Nate Peterman and the Bills every week, you got it made. Problem is, is worst, you got is, some is real teams. Is he the worst teams. quarterback we've ever seen? He's, he's the worst quarterback. We, yes. He's, Can you think of anybody worse than him? He is John Beckian in nature. Like, John Beck for the Redskins was a guy who, at one time, Kyle Shanahan said he stood on the table for the BYU product 
uh, on draft day, but didn't get him when he was an assistant coach with the Texans. And John Beck looked the part, talked the part, and in preseason, you're like, this guy's pretty good. And then you put him in a game, Jay, and he sucked. He couldn't play the game. I think that's the case with Nathan Peterman, who has now had a five-interception half last year against the Rams and a no-first-down half against the Ravens. Holy I'm shit. Not, I'm not saying this is the 2000 Ravens, Ravens defense, but you have to get a first down. He was terribly bad. Yes. I, I, I can't think of any quarterback. I, I was really racking my brain Sunday, and I couldn't come up. I don't even remember John Beck. I just remember him at college. I don't remember him in the pros. All right, who's the worst Ravens quarterback you can remember? Kyle Bowler? Ooh, ooh, oh, oh, they've had some terrible ones. Kyle Bowler had like a 500 record. He was not – Stoney Case was really bad. Okay. Of course, Stoney you have Case to, is really bad. You have to pick a guy who was kind of like a prospect there was hopes for, you know? Anthony, Anthony Wright was not good. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, Brian uh, Brom? Was no, he a Raven or no? He was a no, Packer no. at one point, I think. Who was the Louisville uh, product you guys had? Don't make me Google it. You had a Louisville product that they were high on for a little bit. Not no. not the current one, Lamar Jackson, uh, but no, prior no, to you, that. Do you know who I'm talking no. about? Google Google him. Please Google him Okay, Baltimore Ravens. You keep talking while I'm Googling. QB Louisville. I'm, I know every search result is going to say... Me. This is going to kill me. No, oh, this gonna is going to be Lamar Jackson. Nah. No. God, I got it. Chris Redman. Chris Redman. Chris ding, Redman. Ding, 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 ding. Who was not that bad? He wasn't good. Come on. I mean, now. They would, he, was, he was better than, well, he was better than Kyle Bowler. Not as good as, I mean, better than Anthony Wright. Yeah. Uh, they used to be like a, uh, like all the third basemen. After Brooks Robinson, they used to do a thing with the Ravens quarterbacks after, like, Vinny yeah. and before Joe Flacco. It, it was like a long list of, yeah, who are these guys? Yeah. All right. What uh, what are your other takes from week one of the NFL? Are you happy that your Steelers eked out a tie against the Browns? Of course you're not. You're seethingly pissed, aren't you? I'm not seethingly. I mean, they turned the ball over six times at 150 yards in penalties and <laughs> tied a game on the road. And missed, and missed a game-winning field goal. Let's not right. forget that. I mean, I watched it in disgust, but I was happy about James Conner. The Lord heard my prayers and he told Le'Veon Bell the middle finger. Uh, <laughs> By the way, has but, James Conner explained that haircut yet? No, I really would. You know what? He beat cancer. He didn't have to explain anything. Okay, but is that a – he's not a rookie, but is that a quasi-rookie hazing thing? I think he did that on his own. Again, do you think he, he, beat, do you he think... beat cancer, Zave. He can do whatever he wants. I know, you know he, he I know he can, but I'm I'm wondering, does he think that haircut looks money? I think he's trying to be funny and ironic, and it's working because everybody's uh, talking about it. Okay, what is that but haircut called? It, the Friar Tuck is that what it's called? <laughs> but he's got <laughs> he's got stripes. Like the 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 first half of his head looks like the Bengals helmet, basically, with these stripes of hair and another shaved spots, and then the back is kind of long. <laughs> weird, man. I, Hey, my other friend. Wait a minute. Week one, also. How happy? What? What did you say after the Redskins game? What did you say? Was, what were your first? I was delirious. Sent back with. I said, "This is this is awesome. We have a legit top ten defense. We're coming for people. Alex Smith is better than Kirk Cousins. Sixteen and zero. Like every fan. Like every <laughs> idiot fan. 
And then I realized that the Cardinals might be a four-win team, so I should maybe pump my brakes. Sam Bradford is god-awful. Why I ever thought he was any good at all is beyond me. And Adrian Peterson, how you like me now? I mean, how many more games can he have like this? My prediction is he's still going to have four of these type games where he looks awesome, and then he's not going to last past week eight. He's just not. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. He's <laughs> over 33. No, I, I, Is there a, is there a, a chart on – how many carries running backs get over the age of 33 before they before the wheels come off? Oh, it's... oh, the actuarial table on 34-year-old running backs almost doesn't exist. The only guy that had 1,000 yards rushing at 34 or 35, believe it or not, is the great John Riggins back in 1982 but he, but, and 83. But you have to go, but he took off, what, two years? Or a year. He did. He took off two years. He was underused in, in – well, he, the Jets used him a bit early on when uh, – when uh, not Bruce Allen, but his dad. Uh, George Allen. George. Uh, George didn't really use him. He was more of a fullback. And George also didn't believe in this thing called offense. And he literally <laughs> – George Allen would want to win games 10-7. That was his dream. He would get off on that. And so John Riggins at one point said, fuck that. I, this is no fun. I'm out of here. And it took Joe Gibbs going to his house in Kansas, begging him to come back. So he came back, and, and then Joe Gibbs ran the wheels off him, and he at age 34 and 35 had like 1,300 and 1,100 yards. That's never been close to being topped. Most 34-year-old backs have between 400 and 600 yards tops. It's like Emmett Smith with the Cardinals territory. Oh, God, that was awful. Or O.J. Simpson with the Niners. There's another one right there. So good good one-week effort there by Adrian Oh, Peterson. and Matt Patricia's a big idiot. That's my other one. <laughs> you on the uh, Sam Darnold hype train? Oh, he looked really good. Looked after good. throwing his – after his first pass is a pick. And then, he, yeah, he looked good. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a monster. Oh, absolutely. Is uh, Is Matt Stafford one of the most grossly overrated quarterbacks in our lifetime? No, there's a guy in Atlanta who's pretty bad too. Matt Ryan, okay. Yes. Uh, is uh, is Derek Carr a dry hole after all? Yes. Wait a minute. Who? Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Dak Prescott all flashing dry the holes. Pan. Yeah, you're dry holes. All of them. All of them. Now, if you're the Cowboys, you're lucky in that you're paying Dak literally like seven eighty nine this year, under a million dollars. And you don't have to pay him, I think, until next year. That'd be no, no. year? No, no. They got one more year of him. Oh, he's four years. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, so he's... if he doesn't step it up, they can walk away and go, yeah, it just didn't work. It was a nice. Well, they've, they've given him no weapons also. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Just don't surround your quarterback with anything other than a running back. That's it. Well, see, you didn't hear before you came on. I actually secretly taped Cowboy Mike, my buddy like Amoroso style in the White House. <laughs> I called Mike up and I said, can I get the, the Cowboy recap? Because I always get these from him every week. And he's hilarious, but I figure if I tell him I'm taping this for a podcast, he's not going to be his usual self. So I recorded it, sent him the audio file and said, look, bro, if you don't want me to use this, I won't. But I think our fa- I think my listeners would really, really like it. And he goes, oh, okay, you can use it. That was pretty funny. He thinks he's like, look, they got weapons like Tavon Austin. But why are they running jet sweeps with him two yards from the center and the line of scrimmage where they can't block anybody? And he gets creamed. 
Send him deep, he said. You don't have to be a genius to figure this out. Dude, did he say Tavon? Okay, okay. He By said, way, he said he's at least a weapon. He didn't say he was a great receiver. All right, I'm going to say this. Let me, Tavon, for all the people listening, do yourself a favor and go to YouTube and look at Tavon Austin's high, high school highlights. It's the greatest mixtape I've ever seen. Really? He went to, he went to, uh, he went to Poly in Baltimore, and it was he was the greatest high school player I've ever seen. Well, that being said, he's not a great pro. No. He can only do one thing, and he doesn't do that all that great. He's not a weapon. He runs like the wind, and when he was taken out of West Virginia, right? West Virginia? Yes. Dunbar High School, by the way. He went to Dunbar. Dunbar, not Polly. Okay. Yeah, not Polly, yes. Uh, he went first round to the Rams because what? he had absurd production in college, and he had that one uncoachable skill of speed. speed. And so, you know, these scouts who are supposed to be smart, Jay, they're supposed to be smarter than you and I sitting on the couch like, oh, you pat, pat, pat on the head. Yeah, nice try, fanboy. You don't know football. A lot of us were saying, this guy's not a fucking first rounder. What does he do? He's tiny. He's 150 pounds. Yes, he's he can, Right. He's tiny. He runs really fast. But no, he's not Deshaun Jackson. And what else can he do in the league? See, the... All these personnel guys, they squint real hard and they see who they want to see and they go, hey, it looks like Deshaun Jackson. No, not fucking Deshaun Jackson. Sorry. Just like with Josh Allen, they squint and they go, I think he's Big Ben. Nope, not Big Ben. Nor Carson Wentz. A big, tall, stiff. Congratulations. You drafted a bum. Unless he turns out to be good. All right, we uh, take a break from football for a second for more pressing matters. Let me get your hot, hot, hot Serena Williams take at the U.S. Open. Go. She was a bit much. I, I, it was a bit much, but I will say this. Everybody overreacted. She overreacted. The chair umpire overreacted. The tournament overreacted. The media overreacted. The over, the media overreacted. The guy who wrote that cartoon, which I'm sorry, Zed. You know, I don't always go in my deck of cards and play the race card. But that cartoon, the guy from Australia did, that was a little bit overly racist. Well, and he goes, I don't see, I don't see the problem. Dude, really, you look like a 1930s cartoon or a 1930 Disney movie with that how you drew a black person. Are you kidding me? As as you and I know, Jay, cartoons of minorities have been used over the years to demonize and portray minorities as less than human. And they are pernicious yes. and vile and wrong. I agree with that totally. Yes. That said... Yes. Cartoons, especially political cartoons, always exaggerate anyone's features. So if it's Trump, they give him nine chins. If it's Kim Jong-un, they do the same thing. And so, you know, George W. Bush with his ears, they would like, you know, make him giant Dumbo ears. So that's kind of the game. But it it's a tough area, and it can cross the line if you're exaggerating African-American features. Oh. I would have been okay if he would have just had her doing the, the tantrum and jumping up and down, but I think that guy went a little too far. I'm just going to say that. Okay, so you make her you make her nose thinner and her lips thinner? Thinner? Does that work? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Well, there you go. I, you know, but everyone overreacted, and it's just a tennis match for God's sakes. You will admit though, she's not a great loser, right? Like whenever oh, she God, loses, no, she's done this before. Yeah, she's done this before. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and again I by the way she's the greatest female athlete we've ever seen. Are you Can asking that? that as, are you asking uh, that as I'm a asking question? That is a question. Yes. No. 
really? define athlete? What like in terms of winning? She's or just the most skilled? dominant in her sport of all time. No, she's not better than my girl, Ralph Macchio, Diana Taurasi. Mm, yes, sir. That, well, that's my girl. She was in my all white basketball no, lineup. No, if you remember it. Now, now, I love how her. Can you, I, know, I love her too. How can you measure? How can you measure athletic ability? And are you going to take a track star? How about Florence Griffith Joyner? May she rest in peace. Marfan syndrome. Oh no, wait, that was ooh, who died of uh, Marfan syndrome? The volleyball player, which is like affects oh, people. Oh, Flo Hyman. Talking. Flo Hyman. God, you're good, Jay. You good? You good? Hey, I pulled that out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Flo Jo Thank died you. of what? Long, um, long uh, nails. Sorry, I, I think she had a heart, a heart disease also because okay. it was a heart attack she died of also. When you're talking about the greatest female athlete, it's hard to judge. Jackie like, Joyner Kersey goes on that list too, but nobody's as dominant in their sport as Serena. What she had twenty three Grand Slam titles. She's the most dominant female athlete since like Babe Zaharias or, or Joanne Carner. Or <laughs> well, Babe Zaharias did golf. Who else? Uh, eh, it's an interesting one. Anyway, uh, it's tennis. We can now return to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, more importantly, I'm going out to Vegas. In fact, I'll be flying, as people are listening to this podcast right now, to uh, be part of the free hustle-up for the Canelo Alvarez Triple G oh. boxing match. And I, this was an ex- is actual exchange I had with the lovely Mrs. C. She's just coordinating. She's like, okay, what time are you leaving for the uh, airport? Okay, and you're coming back. She's like, so... Like, is this a big fight? And I go, yeah, it's pretty big. She's like, what weight class is it? And I go, middle And she she goes, I I, I mumbled. I was like, middle (laughs) And she goes, really? She goes, you don't even know what weight class? I said, it doesn't matter. I'll learn that when I'm on Radio Row. It's a boxing match. Come on. Am I wrong for not knowing it's middleweight? I'm bad. I should know that, right? I'm still a boxing fan. I'll be going to a friend's house. We will be ordering it on pay-per-view oh, and pitching it and watching it. I'm very excited about this fight. As as uh, your former colleague and my dear friend and yours, Scott Jackson, used to say, <laughs> and this is m- the most racist thing he's ever said, oh, only blacks and Hispanics care about boxing. Well. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm sorry. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that is A, not true, and B, racist. But hey. But And C, funny as hell. Nah, I'm sorry. I don't nah, care. Nah. <laughs> All right, well, give me, give me, will, give me the Jay Cottrell. Give me the Jay Cottrell primer or primer on Triple G versus Alvarez. I know they fought once already. And Triple G got robbed. Okay. Canelo Alvarez is a cheater. Because and by the way, should, steroids? Should, yeah, he said he had tainted meat. Remember? Oh, that's so, right. Yes. <laughs> tainted meat. And he should be like a huge star. He's a Hispanic redhead, a Hispanic ginger. He looks like Opie Cunningham or Opie Taylor. And he's and you know, he's been good for like three or four years. He was in the discussion of pound for pound, the best fighter. But Triple G is a monster. Yeah, Triple G is a monster. I'm still trying to figure out the third G. I know it's Gennady Golovkin. Is am I saying it right? Uh, Gennady or Gennady? Yeah, Golovkin. Gennady Golovkin. Am I missing yeah. it? Where's, where's the third G come from? I don't know what the other third G is for. <laughs> oh, see? Like my wife pop quizzing me about the weight class. <laughs> I know that they are middleweights. I knew that one. Well, congratulations then. How about Gordon? Uh, Gordon no. Gennady Golovkin. There well, you, you know what? His, his middle name is Gennadyevich. I kid oh you not. Goodness. Same... Th- Gennady Gennadyevich Golovkin. 
What did you you say? From from Kazakhstan. From Kazakhstan, yes. What was your name for Russian female tennis player? You had one always in the holster. Well, I would, yeah, there was, uh, uh, well, there was, there was the hockey player, uh, no, no, there was the tennis player, Sergey, Sergey Bichikakov. (laughs) <laughs> and then Wait a minute. one one tits, tits, tits hold on no no well Sergey Bichikov actually is a hockey player and Slava Jackmioff <laughs> has also played on the same line with him coming up in the Russian <laughs> minors and the two of them used to both date Anna Smoltitseva who is a <laughs> Russian tennis player. <laughs> you know oh. I used to say those names on the air without flinching now out of the repertoire that's the state no. of, of affairs now in public broadcasting. It is complete bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, oh. bullshit, I say on my podcast here. Sorry. So, yeah, <laughs> Gennady, Gennady Gennadyevich Golovkin from Kazakhstan. And to me, there is no greater movie involving Kazakhstan than the original Borat. What that is a, very true. What a great movie that was. And I got to see this new series he filmed where he tricked a bunch of new people, so... All right, it's well, pretty good. It's pretty good. Do you need me or want me to put any money on the fight for you or on football games because I'm staying through Sunday night? Uh, no, I don't need to lose any more money than I'm already doing. Really? <laughs> you know, Jay, I, you know, we're only one parlay away from turning this ship around, let's baby. Let's get ready to gamble. Come on. Who do you love this and week? I'm okay. In the NFL. Who do you love this week? Week two is tricky because we think we've figured out the league after one week, right? I, so I love the overreaction, and I figured everything out. Uh, the Ravens game is a little imp- – let me uh, – okay. you can't ask me You can't ask me college? Uh, do you like God, a college game? Do you see. like – how about Auburn LSU? That one is going to be – in fact, I will take LSU in that one. I got LSU too, plus the points, just because you know Chief who doesn't Steelers like. Steelers is very interesting, also. Ah, okay. Home game for the Steelers, but the Chiefs looked really good. Patrick Mahomes, big on Patrick. Yeah, he looks pretty sweet. Okay, uh, have you seen the latest on Paulina and Dustin Johnson? Paulina Gretzky, Dustin Johnson. No, are they getting divorced? No, but here's what happened. Paulina, oh, at, well, stand by. Could be happening. By the way, you like her? Oh, my God. She's you a love smoke her. show. Okay. Yeah, look, she comes in good stock. You know who her mom is, so there you go. I know, but she's got kind of a pan face, and, you know, aside from the Porsche body, I don't know. Seems a little okay. bit too... <laughs> Jay's like, okay. I, I, lo- I love how you're, I you're picking you. it apart, and never mind. I'm not... Never mind. Okay, I'm, I'm judging her on the scale of other Instagram supermodels, so to speak. Okay. So on her Instagram feed... Suddenly, and without explanation, every photograph of of uh, Dustin Johnson, psh, gone. Ooh, gone. That out does mean something. of nowhere. And, and he had been all over that Instagram feed with their two kids because they're not married. Did you know that? Good, good job by him. They are not married. But it doesn't mean he won't have to pay her a lot of money in Palamody if they end up splitting up. So this... Southern California socialite who is a member at the Swank Sherwood Country Club, who is a... Isn't there with Judge Smales? Is this the... Uh, no. Judge, with... <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, no, you're thinking Bushwood. 
Sherwood Country Club. Sherwood Country Club is where Wayne Gretzky is a member, and he lives up there. He has a home up in Sherman Oaks, California. It is, Jay, it is one of the most spectacularly beautiful places ever. I mean, the climate is perfect California. It's warm. It's nice. Not too hot. And it's nestled in these foothills just north of L.A. They used to film the uh, uh, Robin Hood movies in the hills. That's why they call it Sherwood Country Club. You know, Robin, Robin, Robin Hood, Sherwood Country Club. Anyway, gotcha. so so she's a 39-year-old Instagram hottie whose Instagram says golf puppies and positivity. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Yasi Safai, and someone put together a rumor saying, hey, she liked a couple tweets of Dustin Johnson. Hey, she's a member at the club. Hey, I think that there's something going on. So she freaked out, shut down her Instagram, put it back up, and then posted a like a three-page denial about, I've never had a relationship. Um, I don't have a relationship with him. I don't know the Gretzky family. Yeah, I tweeted him three times, but other than that, I don't know anything. I've never met Paulina. I want to go back to living a normal life. Meanwhile, Dustin Johnson said in a statement only, every relationship has its ups and downs, but we are committed to remaining a family. Oh, he cheated then. <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, you don't make an apology if you didn't do anything. He didn't. He didn't oh, apologize. He, oh, every relationship has its ups and downs. I would have just not said anything. I don't know this chick. Here's what he said: "Quote: Every relationship goes through its ups and downs, but most importantly, we love each other very much and are committed to being a family. Thank you for your love and support." Yeah, I got. I cheated and I got caught on Instagram. <laughs> God, God, we are the dumbest things on earth. Oh my goodness. It's, by the way, did you watch Hard? Wait a minute, did you watch Hard Knocks? Did you watch Hard Knocks? No, I didn't. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. well, okay. Really, when you said Instagram, the four-string quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, who's since been cut, had a smoke show of a girl that he met on Instagram. Well, of course, to be twenty-something in today, I would. Oh, I well, I. But remember, remember, I'd be, I'd be horrible. Remember, Jay, these are thirsty girls. You know the definition of a thirsty girl, right? I do, but yeah. this but this guy is not he's he's not overly good looking and he's not on an NFL team, but this girl was a smoke show. Yeah, well, there you go. Boom. Have you seen Saquon Barkley's girl? Didn't he get her pregnant? Did he not yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. I think work. I think we I think we talked about her, you and I. So if you're good Dustin work by him. If you're Dustin Johnson, what do you do? Because this is a very aggressive, passive aggressive move. By Paulina, I am. I am guessing you get her the uh, the, the the Kobe uh, Bryant the Kobe three Bryant million dollar apology ring. Yes, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have to. You have to. So much. She's yeah. so special to me. Yeah. I wish you're going to pay so more much. than that in alimony, or or what? What is, what is it? What is it called? Alimony. Palimony. You're going to pay more than that palimony, so might as well carry the million dollar ring yeah, but and then call you, it a day. But then you got to have your tail between your legs. Cheaper to keep her. What have you? What have you said to her? Hey, baby, this is why we're not married. I told you I didn't want to get married because I have yeah, needs as a man, and I know we got a young family and two kids, and I know you're still smoking hot. Someone, t- buddy, texted me a photo saying, "How do you fuck this up?" And it was a photo of Paulina Gretzky looking super hot, and I said, "Same golf course every day." I mean, that's what it is. I'm sorry, but it's the same golf course every I'll day. Sh- I'll show you a hot-looking girl, and I'll show you a, a girl that's a guy that's, a guy that's slowly, yep. a guy that yep. is slowly getting sick of her shit little by little. 
And if not exactly. sick of her shit, he's just slowly starting to take her for granted. And that goes both ways, too. Goes for a girl that's, you know, with a, a, a good dude. And uh, it's the nature of relationships. You start taking each other for granted. You shouldn't, but they do. Wow. Right. Babe, look, babe relationship 101. Listen to this. I do counseling on the side, Jay. You know that. Oh, okay. I, I work, I work that, with yes. couples in trouble. I have saved <laughs> I have saved over a dozen marriages in my career. Now I've Is lost I've lost three hundred and sixty three marriages, but I have saved twelve. So, you know, take that. Is this for what documented? Is this documented? Okay. No, but but what do you think okay? The counseling business, marriage counseling. What do you think is the save rate for couples that show up at a counselor? 40%. 40? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, listeners out there, tell me what you think. I believe it's closer to 10%. Because I okay. think by the time you both agree to go to counseling, it's over. And I think that once you're in counseling and you start digging into the guts of a television set that you can't repair because you're not right for each other, and you start taking out the flux capacitor and the Johnson rod, and you got all the parts laid out, and you're trying to go, well, this just needs to be fixed here, and we'll we'll put this back. No, the TV's broken. You're done. You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you. You know what? Now that I think about it, I've known couples have gone to counseling, and by the time they get there, they're like, what's the point? <laughs> right. You know, I... I, I had a I had a buddy who has been divorced four times. Best four growing up. Four. four. Yeah, yes. Yes. My and God. he went to counseling each time, and he said all he got of it was uh, money orders because all the stuff you had to pay. It's just, <laughs> there's no That's point. Great. Well, yeah. one you know one thing is in, in counseling they encourage you if not make you say things, and you know what happens when you say things. You, you can, hear things. Yeah, right. Well, first of all, yeah, right. Your 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 other your partner hears things. But once you say things, you can never unsay them. And even if you say something that you think is innocent by nature, it depends on how your partner takes it. Your partner could be very wounded by something you think was an innocent statement. And then well, how do you unwound that? I don't know. It just seems very dicey. But uh, get your best of luck uh, to Paulina and De- and Dustin. We will respect their privacy. No, we're not. Uh, while they work this out, give us more dirt. <laughs> 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 All right, before we get to fuck that guy, did you see where Jalen Ramsey got a bunch of NHL players triggered by claiming he could crack the NHL within yes. six months if he dropped everything and put his mind to it. He is now becoming a troll. Just saying stuff just to get a rise out of people. That was pretty stupid because he knew all the NHL guys would but clutch their pearls. How funny did. How funny was it, though, that a it number of prominent NHL players actually took umbrage at it when he, they should have just laughed and said, hey, he's welcome to come skate with us anytime. It was a little funny, but it's a little trolling. It's like, dude, stop it. Skating is really hard. It is yeah. a skill. Skating backwards is the hardest thing ever. <laughs> yes. Skating forwards is not easy. Stopping is not easy. You know, I played rec league hockey famously. People know about it uh, with the D league team and rec league. So the lowest level of beer league at night rec hockey. And it was with a bunch of 40 and 50 year old lawyers in D.C., the mighty old ducks. And I wasn't. <laughs> you never heard this? No. That's their name, the Mighty Old Ducks. And they took the Mighty Ducks logo with the duck bill and they put a beard on it like Methuselah. Very funny. 
Oh, love it. Because they really they were. I mean, it was literally like forty and fifty year old guys. At forty five, I think I was the youngest guy, one of the young younger guys on the team. Anyway, so I didn't suck. I was okay, but I couldn't stop going to my right. So you know, you do those shush stops. Yes. Okay, I could shush stop easily on my left side. If I tried to shush stop on my right side, I would face plant. I have no idea why. I couldn't get that just the perfect right balance of angling my skates to slow down and not have them dig in or flip over or something. So I think Jalen Ramsey, of course he couldn't skate, but it was funny that NHL players actually got triggered by him saying that. I believe Jack Eichel said it's an insult to our league. Hey, pal. Well, well, they have nothing else to do right now, so just be happy somebody's talking about hockey. Right, right, and and then invite him uh, to go skate with you and see. I think one one hockey player said, I know I'd be a 1,000% better at his job in six months than he would be at mine. Not true. Not true at all. 200% no. better? No, no, you know. Just no. better? No! Okay, what athlete, if LeBron James were to play football, would he be usable in an NFL game if given a full training camp and, and, and an off-season program? You know LeBron James was a excellent high school player. Oh, I've seen the highlights, and we've yeah. talked about what if he was a wide receiver or a tight end. He or could a be tight end, yeah. Yes. So you think he'd be usable? Yes. Wow. Just one would... summer? Yeah. What if he's a total... like, like as usable as you would be as the offensive coordinator of one summer of, <laughs> of, of film work. Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, usable is one thing, but there's a chance. Like the one thing, you know, football is a whole different animal. What are the chances LeBron would be a total bitch when it comes to contact? I don't think. Well, if, if you watch him on the basketball court, he does not shy away from contact. That's basketball contact. I but I know, but when he, I don't think he shies away from. I don't think he would shy away from from contact. Okay. I think LeBron James would be a badass at whatever whatever he wanted to play. I think early on though, it'd be a shock to his system, because when you get fucking rocked by a two hundred and ninety pound dude in football, all doesn't matter, all the pads, all the helmet, all the face mask, your whole world's fucked up. Not that I'm speaking from experience, but I'm sure it has to be. I did play one year of youth football, and I did play, you know, Sandlot football. Hey, how about that? that you play, That was it? Did you play high school football? Yes, I, I, I started when I was nine Okay. until 17, well, yes. All right, back me up. When you get rocked in football, how does it feel? I can still remember. I think I was like, I think I've had three concussions, yeah. and I can kind of remember each one. And getting hit, getting blindsided is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened in my in. <laughs> A crack back and getting blindsided. The worst things ever. I've been hit by a baseball. Right. And I, I've, I've taken a charge in basketball, getting blindsided or a crack back. The worst thing ever. Right. Nothing worse than that. Right. When you get waylaid in football, it fucks every system up. Yes, everything you, steal, everything you, steal you, you got. You feel it in your teeth. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, yes. And then you got to go back out there on that field at some point, if not in that very game, maybe next week. Or yeah, in and practice. back then when you got when you got concussed, you just got your bell rung, and you were just like, "Go, go, walk it off. Take your helmet off. Bring, take deep breaths." That was how they dealt with concussion protocol in nineteen eighty five sure. to nineteen ninety two. And even yeah. even non concussion events, like just say 
landing on the football and having the wind knocked out of you, that ain't no fun either. Uh, also, wait a minute. Uh, another one, uh, getting hit in the back. Pretty, oh, awful, pretty awful also. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And by so, the way, here's another fun fact. I never wore a cup, Saban. A lot of football <laughs> players don't. Never wore a cup. A you, lot, can't, you can't move with it. You can't move with it, and all it has to do is get a little bit of skew, and then it's sitting right on your balls. So if you get hit on the cup, it's actually going to cut into your balls or yeah, your dick. Yeah, a cup was, was useless in every sport. Plus, Baseball, you know, do you know how yeah. big a cup would have to be to hold the junk of a 300-pound lineman? <laughs> Seriously. I don't, I don't even want to think about that. You don't want to think about other men's dicks? No, 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 I don't think about that. That's Just okay. in passing in a non-sexual way? <laughs> That's okay. What, are you insecure okay. in your manhood, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, This I uh, got to get this email in before fuck that guy. I uh, got an email. Mitch Springer writes to say, Hey, Zabe, I got a question for J-A-Y. Since he mentioned that he is up to date on the latest diss tracks, what are his thoughts on Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly putting out diss tracks? And if he's heard them, which one did he like better? Eminem's track is not alike which is on his Kamikaze album on Spotify. And MK- which is very good, by the way. And Machine Gun Kelly's, or MGK's track, is Rap Devil, found here, and he sends me a link. Love the podcast. Looking forward to seeing that ale coin. Sincerely, Mitch. Jay, what do you say? Uh, I hate Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, I'm not a fan. Don't like him. With that being said, if there, if we were scoring these in a in a fight, Machine Gun Kelly wins on points. Because his track had the best body shots. In any diss track, you got to get body shots, you got to get bar shots. And Machine Gun Kelly had the best ones in this one. And that's coming from someone who hates Machine Gun Kelly. How do you feel about Eminem? Love Eminem. You do? Oh, I love Eminem, yes. Still. He's still good, still still relevant. Still still good, still relevant, still can spit, yes. What, uh, What got them to dissing each other? I know at one point they were going to collaborate together, and so something must have happened there. Okay. Do you see where see where Vanilla Ice was on the vomit plane from the United Arab Emirates, where like fifty people were sickened, and it was like, thank God, people were tweeting him, going, "Well, uh, if there was an emergency, hopefully everyone would stop, collaborate, and listen." Uh Bada bing. Uh (laughs) Bada bing. Uh, Vanilla Ice was back from doing a gig in Dubai, I think, where he is still an item. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Vanilla Ice Ice and Coolio are somewhere doing music right now. (laughs) I love that one Coolio song. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all he's got. That one Coolio song. Gangster's Paradise. That's it. Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's it. That's the one Coolio song. That is it. Yes. Time for Fuck That Guy, Jay. Stand by as I play the intro music. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who is your FTG of the week? Well, we discussed him earlier, but his Australian cartoonist, Mark Knight. Mark Knight said, and I quote, about his drawing of Serena Williams. I drew her as a powerful figure. I did not draw her racist. Well, Mark, you kind of did. You kind of drew her as, I'm going to say, a little apish. 
So that doesn't, you know, that, that that does not make you a bad person. It does make you a little bit of racist, though. So to that, I say, fuck that guy, uh, Mark Knight. There you go. All right. Here's mine for the week. I'm going to give a fuck that guy to power ranking guy in the media. <laughs> if you have a radio show, if you are on television and you offer power rankings in the NFL, you are you are the worst. I feel like Stewie trying to come clean with Matthew McConaughey. No, no, you you really suck. You, you power <laughs> nobody cares about your power rankings, okay? Like like what are you? Oh, let me guess. The team that's 4-0 is going to be atop your power rankings. Wow, I can't believe it. Let me hear your nuanced dissertation as to why somebody is or is not ranked top five. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about your power rankings. We have something called the standings, and those are the real power rankings. And we have something called a playoff, which will sort it out come January. So to everyone out there who's got power rankings, fuck that guy! That said, who's number one this week for you in the uh, NFL Power Rankings? <laughs> the, the AG poll. Who's the and top you know, by AG poll? And you know, people are going to say, people are gonna say, yeah, but Zabe, you do tiers of a clown, which is essentially Power Rankings without numbers. And I'll say, I do. I do. I will sort teams into tiers, hence the phrase tiers of a clown. It's a little double entendre. But I think at least that's, at least that's fun to debate, like which teams are on a certain shelf. Or maybe it's stupid. Maybe the fuck that guy is boomeranging right back on me. What do I know? But there's, there's, there's some slap nut going, having produced music and 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 the NFL no the NFL uh, uh, NFL films music, and he's taking power rankings seriously. That's what you're doing. And yes, I hate those guys also. All right, very good, Jay. Good to talk to you as always. Thanks for educating us on diss tracks 101. If you got a question for Jay. Email me, or you can email Jay directly at jcontrol34 at gmail.com. And you can wow, follow him. Wow, my email. Jesus. Is that all right? <laughs> I'm being funny. It's, okay. it's just an email. It's not like you can I'm do anything. Funny. Just delete that I'm thing. Being, and if you want to follow Jay, follow Jay on Twitter at jcontrol34. So it all matches right. up. All right, Jay Co. Good to talk, buddy. We'll see you next week. Have a good trip. See you. All right, we'll end on this today. New iPhones came out today, and I barely knew it until after the announcement was made. Man, what is happening to me? I'm getting soft. Part of me, though, is just sort of losing the appetite for another new iPhone. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would spend the money. I don't mind that. I'm a tech whore. You get it. I return a lot of stuff, although I don't tend to return phones. I have the iPhone 8 right now, and I don't have the 10. Even though a number of friends have the 10, they go, I can't believe you don't have the 10. Why don't you have the 10? It was just a case where I wanted my home button. I didn't want to give up my home button. But something tells me that, guess what? Home button's going. Home button's going just like the headphone port is going. Because I believe on the three new iPhones that were announced, and I'm just learning about these, the iPhone XS Max, which is their biggest iPhone yet, six and a half inches, The iPhone XS and the iPhone XR models uh, were unveiled during an event at Cupertino, California on Wednesday. 
Apple, by the way, is the world's most valuable company. They are an amazing battleship of economic might. And they still make great products, I think. Not perfect, but still great. I'll have to see what the phone... I'll have to see what the camera specs are, because that's really all I care about now. I just want the best camera in that phone as possible, because the camera... The camera that's in my iPhone 8 is sick, man. It is so good. Yeah, I took a lot of stuff with my phone in Scotland, and I have expensive cameras, as you know. And the stuff from my camera is so good. A lot of the video stuff, I mean, it takes takes 4K at 60 frames a second, which allows you a little bit of slow motion when you slow it down in post. Not a lot of consumer cameras that offer 4K 60 right now. So that's good. The stabilization I've found on the iPhone 8 is really good as well. I've tried all these gimbals for phones and gimbals for cameras to get nice, smooth, steady shot stuff. And I've, no shock, returned most of them because I found I don't need it. Like if I just hold my iPhone firmly and if I walk a couple steps, making sure to kind of, you know, bend my knees and, and walk smoothly, it's smooth enough for the little clips I use in whatever video recaps of golf rounds or whatever. I don't need any more stabilization than that. If I'm running or something, I would. How they get optical stabilization as good as they do in a tiny, tiny lens and a camera system on a phone blows me away. As a camera nerd, it blows me away. So I'll do some research on the iPhone XS Max, the iPhone XS, and the iPhone XR, see if the camera specs are any better, and then make a decision. And see if I can live without the home button. And see if I'm not paranoid about giving Apple my face. Because, you know, my face. I can't be giving that away. I don't want the... I don't want the database of faces to go, well, you know the government's got your face anyway, so what the hell. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you again for listening. Subscribe to the ZabeCast Premium. Go to zabe.com slash premium. Football Five Ways drops tomorrow. Download the app. It's 100% free. Monday through Thursday is absolutely free, so don't bitch to me about the price. Follow me on Twitter, at Zabe. Email feedback, kudos, and complaints, zabe at yahoo.com. And bookmark my webpage to stay updated. As they said on Cribs, you got to go home now, but we will see you tomorrow. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenInfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to CancerScreenInfo.com today. CancerScreenInfo.com. Dot com.